Welcome to Real Christianity, a weekly show designed to help Christians know their Bible, defend their faith, and truly understand what it means to follow Jesus. The premise is simple. The culture is getting louder. The church is getting flashier, but few pastors are teaching on how to live a biblical life. My name is Dale Partridge, along with my incredible wife, Veronica. Join us as we start an important conversation about what it really means to be a Christian. Welcome to Real Christianity. Today we are talking about why Christians should study their Bible and not just read it. So, cool conversation I'm excited about today. The other thing is that this is episode number 52. One year, guys. One year. Mm -hmm. And the worst part about it is that we already recorded this episode once. (laughs) The worst part of that. And I actually deleted it on accident. Oh my goodness, I was frustrated. I legitimately cried. She did. She I, well, I was cried. already having a hard day and I was a little overwhelmed and then he told me and I just started crying. I was like, I really need a nap. She took a nap. I took a nap and I feel so much better now, guys. So <laughs> the cool thing is, um, you guys probably noticed if you saw on Instagram, you follow us on Instagram, that we passed 1 million downloads. So pretty much mm-hmm. uh, approximately 52 episodes and 1 million downloads. 3,000 plus reviews. Um, Guys, we are super blessed. Um, I think this is actually a good lesson to share here. It's a lesson that I learned in my years as an entrepreneur in the business world. Uh, What if we didn't? um, What if we didn't start this podcast? Um, You know, tens of thousands of people, of Christians, wouldn't have been encouraged uh, if we had chosen to not start this podcast. And and what about you? you know, has the Lord put a ministry on your heart uh, to accomplish? Um, have you allowed fear to prevent that calling to occur or, or ministry to go about? Um, now, there's only two reasons that should prevent you from starting a ministry that the Lord has put on your heart. The first is that it's your idea and it's not God's call. So that's the first one. And too many people in the church today, I think, are overcalled. They they think they're called. Uh, in reality, they're they're um, disguising their own desires as God's call on their life, um, especially with all these kind of purpose conferences and stuff that are happening in the church today. Um, the second reason is that you're not qualified or trained mm-hmm. uh, or ready or prepared, I should say. Um, you know, David was told that he was going to be king at a young, he was a young man. We don't know his specific age, but he was a young man. It wasn't until he was 30 that he actually sat in that seat of of being king. Uh, Jesus was impressing the Pharisees at 12, but he didn't walk into his ministry until the age of 30 as well. Uh, Moses was chosen as a baby, but he didn't start his ministry until he was 80 after spending 40 years uh, in Minia. Uh, So my point is, God's yes doesn't always mean God's go. I want you guys just to remember that one. God's yes doesn't mean God's go. Many people uh, get themselves in a bind when they run ahead of God's plan. Um, they're zealous, uh, but they're unprepared. 
and that's a dangerous place to be in. Uh, or they're called into an area that they have little authority, and this is pretty common as well. Uh, a marriage ministry started by newlyweds, uh, a parenting ministry started by parents of young children, um, a pastor who maybe isn't even married yet and he wants to shepherd a, a church, uh, an addiction ministry from someone who just got clean. Uh, these are examples of, of that. You know, we, we have to believe that God has far more to do in us than through us. So, uh, yes, we are called to start what God has put on our hearts uh, and laid upon our hearts that is also aligned with Scripture, but to also do it in God's timing. Yeah, I think that's a great point that you make, Dale. And it's, I, at least I know that it's true for our story. Um, I know that we, in our past, have ran ahead and ended up paying the price for it. Um, but I think that this podcast actually seems to be an example of how fruitful something can be when it's done in God's timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, guys, when Dale brought up the idea of starting this podcast, I was pretty hesitant. I was not really excited to go and jump on this project uh and start the show together it's an introvert's dream yes i am the total introvert over here i was not comfortable with talking on controversial topics uh because it basically kind of puts a target on your back yeah (laughs) but it was kind of one of those um submit to your husband moments that paid off it was good and and i've learned uh to enjoy the experience as we've gone through it for the last you know 52 weeks um and i love seeing the fruit in other people's lives who um listen to our show or watch it on youtube or whatever it is and so just to hear the testimonials and the things that people share with us um the fruit that has you know been developed in their lives just Mm by listening to the podcast is really humbling and praise god that he's given us this knowledge to share with other people. Um, So thank you guys so much for your support and for listening to the show. Um, Thank you guys for uh, those who have given donations to keep this ministry up and running and going. Um, It's, it's not, um, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed. It's definitely a huge blessing. And we're very grateful for that. Um, And also thank you for all um, to all of you guys who have left reviews those really keep us going when we have a lot of reviews on um, iTunes, you know, the algorithm with Apple, iTunes store yeah. makes it easier for people to find the show. So yeah, if you search Christianity and iTunes in the podcast section, we come up like in the top one or two or three mm-hmm. podcasts. So that's really cool because it's because of those reviews. So thank you. But on that note, um, since it is our one year episode, um, I thought it'd be good to do a short review on some of the most popular topics that we've covered, uh, most listened to episodes um, within the last year. And then we'll go ahead and hit the topic titled Why Christians Must Study Their Bible and Not Just Read It. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like a long introduction. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's look at the past year's most popular episodes and then what we believe is the most important episodes yep. from our perspectives. Yeah. Um, so the first most listened to episode is should women wear a head covering while they pray or prophesy and that is going to be episode number 33 which we never expected to be the most popular episode but hey oh we actually totally expected to get a lot of flack for that episode and a lot of um negative comments on it and i we did not receive a single one no everybody loved it and i actually got a ton of questions of people asking me what they what i use to cover my head or whatever it is um and there was one comment that I received and I wasn't sure if it was like a, a 
like compliment or negative statement. So I just responded, thank you. Um, she's like, uh, in response to listening to the, that podcast, she goes, I just listened to your podcast. Wow, Veronica, I'll be praying for you. And I'm like, I don't know what tone she's saying that in. <laughs> right? I don't know if that's like, I'm praying for you, like in a good way or in a bad way. But yeah, like I'm praying for I you because you're an idiot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was a crazy popular episode. That's episode number 33 if you want to go search for it on our website. Um, episode number two was What is a Biblical Woman? Part one and two, episode number 36 and 37. Mm-hmm. Number three was How to Create or Find Biblical Community. And that is number 27. What is a Biblical Man? Part one and two, number 38 and 39. And the last one, one uh number five out of the most listened to episodes is five sensitive questions most couples have never answered and Hmm. that is episode number 10 Hmm. so dale if you could list off one episode that you would recommend for people to listen to what would it be i mean you guys know my heart is for the church uh you know so i i just naturally gravitate towards the church uh stuff but i'm trying to be unbiased and what i think is really the most fruitful for like practical marriage and family and faith. Um, and I think the episode that we did is titled uh, Three Rules for Creating an Affair-Proof Marriage. It's episode number 16. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is, it's just super practical. It's what lessons we've learned to protect our marriage. And so if you haven't listened to that one, it's back under the name Ultimate Marriage. We started the first 30 episodes under the name Ultimate Marriage, and then we moved it to Real Christianity, episode 31. So um, Yeah, so if you guys want marriage content, the first 30 episodes are really on marriage and family are on marriage and family. Yeah. Anyway, um, I would say, I think that my favorite episode, uh, that I'd recommend is the role of a biblical woman in the Mm -hmm. church. Um, which was one of those. Oh no, that was, that's a different one. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. This is the role of a woman in the church. Yes. And that's episode number 42. Yeah, that one was really important. Just, I think a lot of women are trying to figure out, can we be pastors? Can we we teach? What's the role according to the Bible? That We hit that hard in that episode. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been uh, just an incredible year. And we're super humbled just to have you guys uh, on the journey with us. But let's jump into the topic today so that we can um, uh, just talk about the difference between studying and reading. I think it's important. I don't think the church talks about it much. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online marriage mentor program at our companion ministry, ultimatemarriage.com. Yeah, Dale and I designed a powerful biblical curriculum with six themes, one for each week. Here's how it works. Every seven days, Dale and I release a 45-minute video lesson on that week's theme, plus a weekly marriage challenge PDF for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your marriage. Yeah, it's an incredible program where we cover everything from sex and money to children and biblical roles. But more than that, it's also an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group and the Ultimate Marriage text message line where Veronica and I can send our regular encouragements and wisdom straight to your phone. The catch is this. We try to limit the number of couples in the program at one time to assure a quality and intimate experience. So if you're interested in joining the program, enroll now at ultimatemarriage.com. Again, that's ultimatemarriage.com. Uh, Vodi Bakum once said, if we don't know the Bible, if we don't know doctrine, if we don't know theology, 
it's virtually impossible to identify false teachers or false mm-hmm. prophets. Um, the enemy is taking advantage of this generation right now um, because of our biblical ignorance and our biblical illiteracy. You know, we're so preoccupied with the American dream that we've kind of forgotten the Christian call. Um, and I'm assuming that there, you know, has not been more of a theologically illiterate church uh, than the Western church of today. I think we are so confused and lost. Mm. We have forgotten what normal biblical Christianity is at large. And uh, we're not only literate in this illiterate in this generation, we're also, in many senses, I've seen the church be vandalous to the scripture and to theology. You know, we don't just ignore the word of God, we actually try to alter it to fit our emotional experience uh, or our emotional desires. Uh, Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24 says, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. So I want to point out the difference in this episode um, between knowing God and understanding God. They're two different things. Um, He says, let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. And I relate it to reading and studying. Um, You know, when we read God's word, we know him. Uh, when I pour over the scriptures and just read them, I feel like I'm getting in relationship knowing God. Uh, when we study God's word in meditation, understand the deeper meaning, um, you know, we get in prayer, we start to understand him. That reminds me of a quote that I hear you say often, which is, um, it's not man, not how many years you know God, it's how many hours. And the yes. same goes for, I think, even relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be a parent in uh, know your child, but not, but not understand them because you don't take the time and the effort to do, to get to know them and understand them and spend the time with them and know how they think and feel about certain things. And not just your child, but friendships, it, it kind of goes around with a lot think of, about them. all of relationships. Yeah. Ponder after about them, mm-hmm. like trying to understand who God is mm-hmm. and his heart, you know, putting those things together are really important. So many Christians, know God, but I think less Christians understand him. And that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah. And this was me for many years. I think that, um, the church today is just so focused on getting people to just pick up their Bibles and just read them, do Mm -hmm. it, you know, barely just get into it, read something, read a verse a day, Yeah, you know, uh, that they, I don't say all churches, but a lot of churches just don't bother, um, teaching people how to study it. I, I actually, um, and the reason why I say I don't want to say all churches because the church that I became a Christian and actually had like a class that you can go to and walk you through for like a six week class on learning how to study your Bible. But sure. a lot of churches don't offer that. Um, and I always believed that the studying part for a long time, I believed that was, was just for the pastors and to the teachers because they're the ones that needed to know that information. Um, but as I've grown closer to the Lord over the years and gained some you know, maturity, a little bit more maturity. Um, I've become comfortable with my study Bible 
Um, mm. I know how to use it and I've become comfortable with looking up commentaries, either hard copy com- commentaries that we have here at home or looking things up on blueletterbible.com. And it's helped me to realize that um, the Bible is more than the gospel. The Bible and everything in the Bible anticipates the gospel mm. and Jesus is a central focus of the Bible. Mm -hmm. But you can't fully understand the gospel unless you start to understand the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's totally true. It's, yeah, the more you understand the Old Testament, the better you understand the New Testament. The more you understand the New Testament, the more you understand the Old Testament. And you see so many cross-referencing all throughout both the Old Testament and New Testament. You know, New Testament's constantly referring back to the Old Testament. Yeah. And then the Old Testament's like... Pointing toward, and yeah. point, pointing towards the New yeah, Testament. It's so good. And so, yeah, I want to be clear. Studying scripture um, is not our idea. It's not like something that we're just like saying, oh yeah, Dale and Veronica think you should study scripture. Um, <laughs> Bible's been around for a long time, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's God's command to study scripture. Second uh, Timothy 2.15. It's a scripture I want you guys to memorize. Um, I have it memorized. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Mm. Um, I just tried going over the scripture with the kids. Yeah. I think it's a little bit wordy for them, but it is they're, a getting, wordy. they're getting it. It's be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And um, I want to break this down a bit for you guys. Again, I'm gonna, I'll just read it one more time. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So um, it's saying, be diligent to present yourself approved. That's the first thing it says. Uh, This is talking about holy, wise, biblical living. You know, I think think of someone like this bowing down, um, like before the Lord, presenting themselves. Like, uh, just like, this is me, Lord. Like presenting yourself approved. Um, Now we know that the gospel, we're only approved through Christ but um, it's telling us to be diligent to present ourselves to prove to God it's talking about something else. Um, it says to be diligent in doing so. So that's another point I want to talk about is be diligent to do this. Yeah, be purposeful. Yeah, you cannot know what is approved behavior and how to live if you don't know God and his word and you don't know it well. Um, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Um, we are each workers in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I want to remind you guys of that. You're not a, like you're not just like a nobody. You're a worker in the kingdom, mm-hmm. and you have work to be done. And even um, if you're a stay-at-home mom, yeah, with little kids at your feet, folding laundry and mopping floors and doing the dishes, that, that is your ministry right now. That is kingdom work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're raising up the next generation, discipling your children. Yeah, this is great commission. Of the home. Yeah, would God look at you in the state that you're in? And, and see your work that you've presented to him in your own life and be proud. Well done, good and faithful servant. Um, you know, I'm not saying, again, that your works validate you before the Lord. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think that's what the scripture is teaching. But faith without works is dead. That's, we hear that in the book of James. I'm going to talk about that more. Uh, that means that good works are the evidence of your faith. And if you don't have good works, then you don't, likely have faith that's what that's passage is saying they just go hand in hand yeah when you you have the message of the gospel and it uh has you know causes true transformation in your heart and your mind you desire to have a holy life works good works and and so it's not it comes naturally it goes hand in hand yeah so when you when someone doesn't have good works it gives you good reason to go 
well, maybe they don't have faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and but again, to be clear, yeah, we're not <laughs> resting about resting in what you do. Mm-hmm. We're resting in what's been done, mm-hmm. and so you got to balance that out. Um, so that said, are you guys working to know him and understand him? Are you hoping to be used by him? Are you seeking his kingdom first? Those are important questions you should be kind of asking yourself. And when you do this, when you know him and his word, you're able to fulfill the last piece of this passage, which we're going to reread here in a second. It's rightly dividing the word of truth. And I believe uh, this, this means a few things. Um, first, it's a call to know the difference between true and false doctrine. Mm-hmm. You got to know what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Wisdom, as God says to Solomon, is understanding the difference between right and wrong. And so um, can you pick out and see false doctrine that's being taught? Because you know the word so well. And secondly, and probably more centrally, uh, it means properly interpreting God's doctrine, which is kind of hand in hand with the first one, which is where we actually get false doctrine is false interpretations. They're not like adding stuff as much as they're just like interpreting it incorrectly. Mm. And so as a call to proper interpretation. And that, that art of interpretation is called hermeneutics. Um, big word. All it means is the science and art of interpreting the Bible. Um, but we should be looking and longing to understand that. Third, it could also mean, um, I like this principle, but I don't know. Um, it's a good principle regardless. But it could mean um, rightly divide the truth to others. Meaning that, you know, you, you're, you know the word so well and you're such a good worker that you can divide the truth, the gospel to the lost, milk to the young or to the babies, meat to the mature. You know how to sparse out the truth well to others, rightly dividing it up. Um, and so I've heard some commentaries on that that I've actually really appreciated. But... Um, but again, regardless, none of it can occur unless you know the word and you know it well. And you can't know the Bible by simply allowing other people to tell you what's in it. Mm-hmm. So, I remember, what month are we in? June? I remember back in January, uh, you and our friend Aaron Smith over at Marriage After God um, hosted a Bible study here at our house. Um, I don't know, was it like six weeks, eight weeks study? Um, and you guys would trade off every week who was teaching. Um, and I remember you guys were going through first John and one week Aaron brought a teaching on the Trinity. Uh, and then he actually opened up with the definition of the, of the Trinity from the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shared that to see if anyone would catch the false doctrine in it. Yep. Um, and a few of the men in the group did, but you know, most of them didn't and it flew right over their head. Yeah. They would have just kept on listening. So I thought that was really interesting um, to see it like played out in front of your eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't know, um, man, you could be your t- tricky situation. I'm going to actually read you a quick passage as an example from uh, the Book of Mormon. Um, it's Moroni 1032. It says, you come unto Christ and be perfected in him and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. You go, okay, this is good. This is like. Sounds like it's right. And it does, that's so far. And then it says, And if you shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness, 
and love God with all your might, mind, and strength. Then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace you may be perfect in Christ. Mm. Most people would just miss this, um, this opportunity. And um, what he's saying here is, uh, in this verse right here, he says, you come unto Christ to be perfected in him and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. This is a thing to do. And if you, if you deny yourselves of all ungodliness, and if you love your God with all your might, mind, and strength, then is his grace sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. It means it's not sufficient for you if you don't do those things, which is false doctrine, mm-hmm. uh, according to scripture. Small things. Yeah. Small things. Really small. Um, so I think what we're getting at, the lesson is this. The only reason pastors can even offer an incorrect teaching is just because the congregation doesn't know what correct teaching is. Because they're not reading the word. Yeah, they don't know what they're yeah. and and so, um, guys, don't just read your Bible. Study your Bible. Mm-hmm. Know it inside and out. Um, memorize scripture. Study theology. Um, get a book on hermeneutics. There's a book that I like um, titled For the Love of God's Word. Um, it's a good book. Um, I'll put a link in the um, the show notes for that. Um, so here's our challenge to you. Buy a study Bible, an ESV or New King James um, or NASB study Bible or King James version of your King James reader. Um, and if you go to the show notes for this episode, which again are at relearnchurch.org forward slash listen, look for this episode. Um, I'll actually put a few trusted study Bibles and maybe study resources there for you guys because we want you guys to start studying. I'm actually, uh, we're working on something to work with some publishers to start offering what we call Real Christianity Resources. So it's coming later mm-hmm. um, to start offering some like books that we recommend you guys to read, resources, commentaries, things like that. So we really want to help you guys in that. Really quick before we close out the show, do you want to um, kind of explain what your study time looks like? And Yeah. For me and Dale, it's different because Dale works full-time and mm-hmm. I'm a stay-at-home mom and I have, you know, my work is in the home. Um, but like I would use the morning as my study time. Dale would, you'll watch the kids for 30 minutes, however, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And I go in my little closet that Dale put a, de- he built a desk in there for me and I study my Bible then. Um, and then at night, generally before I go to bed, is just my reading time. I just yeah. read and go to bed. Yeah. And, for me, um, I read every day, um, but I study usually two to three times a week. Fridays are usually my day. I do like five to eight hours of studying. Yeah, Friday's your long study day. And it's my favorite time mm-hmm. to be able to just go in and like study a passage of scripture deeply. I use lots of commentaries um, to study. I read uh, theology books. I just read a book on covenant theology from Thomas Schreiner. It's like a hundred pages. It's called like covenants or something like that. It's really good. Um, but it really does help me fill in the gaps and help me understand God more. Well, and when you and your spouse are both reading and studying the word, it that's, you know, it creates a biblical culture in your home because you guys are just talking about it yeah. all the time. And I'm asking you questions about what something means and 
you know, if I didn't understand it or sharing what I learned and vice versa, you, you often will share what you've learned and teach me something that I didn't know. Totally. Totally. So guys, we're going to offer those resources for you guys. Just go to relearnchurch.org forward slash listen. Um, last thing is if you guys haven't yet and you're a regular listener to the show, would you leave a review? Just go to iTunes, just tap the stars. Uh, you don't even need to write anything, but if you do write something, we'll read it. We like it. Um, and, uh, also if you guys want to start a Bible plan, uh, just to start going through the Bible, uh, we have offered a free PDF Bible plan download if you just go to relearnchurch.org forward slash Bible. Uh, on that note, guys, thanks for listening. We're excited for uh, the next 52 episodes of Real Christianity. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Hey, Dale Partridge here. I recently heard a disturbing statistic. Only 11% of Christians have read the entire Bible. Now, we can't wonder why the church is being influenced by the culture more than the culture is being influenced by the church. The vast majority of Christians don't know God's word because they've never read it. We cannot live out what we do not understand. So Veronica and I want to challenge you right now to read the Bible in one year. We've put together a basic 365-day reading plan that'll take you no longer than 20 minutes per day, and you can download it for free at relearnchurch.org forward slash Bible. Again, that's relearnchurch.org forward slash Bible. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Real Christianity. Real Christianity is an audio ministry of relearnchurch.org. If you'd like more information on how to live out a biblical life, relearnchurch.org hosts a variety of articles, podcasts, sermons, and videos to support your journey. Real Christianity is a 100% listener-supported ministry, and if you'd like to support our efforts, simply click the Donate tab at relearnchurch.org. You can also connect with both Veronica and I on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for daily lessons and Bible teachings. Thank you for being with us today. We hope to see you next Wednesday for another episode of Real Christianity.